When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Shut up and sit down. Hello and welcome to the Futures Focus Podcast, courtesy of Prospects1500.com. It's Alex Sanchez joining me today, David Gasper. David, happy Wander Franco debut eve. Happy Wander Franco debut eve to you too, man. Yes, how exciting uh, is that? It's so exciting. I, I saw the, the notification the other day and I'm just like, oh man, I know what we're going to be talking about on the podcast okay. this week. Yeah, I was so enthralled I wanted to do it live during his debut, but you talked me down from that. <laughs> it would have yeah. only been like a minute, I guess, and then we would just have the rest of the podcast. But And no video. And no video. Well, people would – I don't know. Yeah, it was probably not a good idea. Um, <laughs> this is why anyway. I'm here, man. Uh, <laughs> how are you doing? I'm I'm doing good. It's a, it's a nice day out here and – the state of Wisconsin, you know, got some stuff done, got some errands done, and uh, another podcast done earlier today, and and other stuff. So I'm doing good. I'm 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 good. How are you doing? You know, I've been trading for some Brewers prospects because apparently I'm easily yeah by you. Yeah, um, I, I'm I'm rubbing off on you here, man. With, I, yeah, with all my talk here. I don't know if it is. Uh, you rubbing off on me or that just like I saw these guys on their teams and they were the you know best ranked prospects. Um, but yeah, I got your boy, David Hamilton. Yeah. I got your boy, Joe Gray. Speedsters. Um, I even conducted a trade where I traded a brewer for a brewer. That's how obsessed I got there for a second. <laughs> I traded Christian Yelich for Corbin Burns, but I also got some other stuff. Yeah. But, very uh, interesting. Yeah. Very very interesting. He's stocking up on the on the Brewers there, and you're also yeah. stocking up on my guys too. You're stocking up on Burns, Hamilton. Um, that, that's big, man. Yeah, I tried to get Proud Mitchell. Mitchell too. <laughs> Mitchell wasn't uh, easy to get, and I I gave up. <laughs> um, I mean, he is the 21st ranked prospect after all. Yes, according to uh, us. Us, yes. <laughs> Which and, is and us alone. What we are going to be doing today, we are going to uh, conduct part two of that top 100 list where you and I are exchanging picks and kind of compiling a list together to get the best of both worlds. It's going to take a little bit of uh, time, and I do want to try to finish that up today because we have some exciting things coming up in the future, like the MLB draft. We have to start prepping dun, and dun, dun. here. And, of course, we're going to have Wander Franco to talk about. Um, and so that's basically... The news and notes for today is Wander Franco. So it took a six-game losing streak by the Tampa Bay Rays for Wander to get called up. We're assuming, right, he's going to play third base, I guess, right? Probably. Yeah. He'll probably, you know, play a couple of spots, but. So let's take this from a couple of different angles. If you are in a redraft only, right, redraft league, and Wander Franco is sitting out there. You're picking him up, right? D- regardless oh, yeah, 100%. I, as soon as I heard he was called up, I checked in, in my league. Someone had already picked him up on waivers back in, like, April, um, just kind of stashing him for this moment. What's interesting is what would you trade for him in a redraft league? For just You only get him for one year. That's the really tricky question. I think in dynasty leagues, we don't even really need to talk about it. Like he's a top 25 asset. Yeah. If league. you have him, odds are you're not trading him. Uh, yes. And I do have him in one league. I'm very happy. It's about time. But what in a redraft league, I think that's like the most beneficial piece of analysis we can give is what would you trade for, uh, for the privilege of having Wander for one year? And I don't know. Let me give you some some names right here of just 
some potential guys that might be close. Um, again, just one year, you get it. Let's say you have you have Francisco Lindor and he sucked and you 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 want to get rid of him. I don't know. But uh, in a redraft, I mean, perhaps. But I mean, do you believe that Lindor is going to come out of it and have a strong second a half? Bad example. Let me just scratch that. That I did not say that. All right, here's an idea for you. Okay. Um, Wander Franco or Cabrian Hayes? Uh, Wander for me. Okay. This year. I never was a big Hayes guy in terms of like a fantasy guy. I, I know in real life he's just extremely valuable, but in, in I'd rather have Franco for sure. What about you? I mean, I have Hayes in my league, in, a, in, a re, in, in my redraft league. I, I would trade him for Franco if yeah. if that were an available trade. Yeah. All right, here here here's some names. Let's discuss these names here. Okay, let's say for whatever reason you can just we're just gonna stick to the position shortstop third base. I'm assuming you'll be able to play him at th- at shortstop. That kind of makes this conversation important because if he's not shortstop eligible, um, it's a different story. But let's say uh, Brandon Crawford. Would you rather have Brandon Crawford this year only or wonder? For the rest of the year, probably Wander. Hmm. Crawford's been, well, he has 16 home runs. That's why I was asking that. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's fair. But, yeah, moving forward, Wander's batting average is probably, it's going to be so hard to find a batting average. I'm assuming he's just going to come. What do you think he's going to hit this first year? Uh, hopefully 300. So, <laughs> something that starts with a three. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. I'd be surprised if anything lower than 285, I think. Yeah. Then I'd start to get really surprised. Yeah, for sure. I, I just think he's going to hit the ground running. I have almost no doubts about it. He was doing pretty well in AAA. I think he was hitting, like, what, 395 over the last few weeks? Did you see Do you see what his strikeout rate is? This is how I know I'm going to be Isn't right. Isn't that, like, 8% or something? Yeah, it was, like, 11. 11% as a 20-year-old in AAA in this newfound era. Is that even possible? Evidently. <laughs> like, so it, it, it's not common, that's for yeah. sure. But the only the only counter argument I kind of go back to is the Vlad Guerrero Jr. argument, where he was so good in the minors and just so dominant, and he came up and he wasn't quite what we were hoping for initially. Initially, I, I think I think he's a. Uh, Gotten up to expectations. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, I, that goes without saying. But when he yeah. came up, it, it may take bit. a year or two, but he'll get there. And why I think Wander's even a little bit safer than uh, you know that floor of Vlad, which was a bad floor because it was like like 280 or something he hit when he know. first came up. I have it here. Um, but is that Wander has a little bit of speed, right? I mean, it's not he's not a blazer blazer, but he's gonna beat yeah. out things that. He's got more than Vladdy Jr., that's for sure. Yeah, more, more than Vladdy Jr. could. Um, and a switch hitter. So, this, you know, any sort of splits yeah. that you might see from Vlad experiencing tough righties, you know, going up against Shane Bieber or Garrett Cole as a Vlad Guerrero Jr., that's tough. Unless, you know, when you have that handed advantage, it makes it just slightly easier, you know? Mm-hmm. So, uh, let's see. what I'm just curious. I forgot what Vlad hit his first year. Uh, yeah, 270, 272 with 15 home runs in 123 games. And we act like that's a disappointment. <laughs> so, yeah. What was disappointing was 2020. That's what. Yeah. When everybody 2020 was disappointing for a lot of people. Yeah, exactly. 262, nine home runs. But now hitting 333 with 23 home runs in yeah. 70 games. Kids Insane. good. I'm telling you. Yeah. Anyway. You but this, heard it here. Yeah. Not first. <laughs> Um, okay, let's get a little bit tougher because I think I agree with you. Wander over Brandon Crawford. Let's just—I just want to see how high we have to go, um, shortstop wise. What about Carlos Correa? Mm. Two ninety-six, fourteen home runs right now. Four hundred. Correa is playing for a contract. I'm—he's playing really maybe well. maybe stick with Correa for for this year, yeah, but I would. I think so. Yeah, that's too high. Marcus Simeon, mm-hmm. play him out. I'll take Franco. That one's close, right? 
Yeah, it's close, but I, I'm leaning Franco. 283, 18 home runs, nine stolen bases for Marcus Simeon's no joke. But he's never really been that good. I mean, he's been yeah. pretty good. I mean, I this is kind of we're not exactly like this type of podcast, but it's so interesting to me. Um, we we throw out 2020, right, with Marcus Simeon. Do you know what Simeon did in 2019? Yeah, he was a top three MVP finisher. I mean, yeah. he, was, he was a stud that year. 285, 33 home runs, 10 stolen bases. So if we throw out 2020 and we think he's more 2019, I think that's way better than what Franco would do. I think I'd probably take Simeon. All right. But that's interesting. That's kind of where – what about Javi Baez? Oh, I, I would 100% take Franco over Javi Baez. Okay. Javi strikes out so much. He doesn't draw walks. Um, he's got, you know, big, you know, it can put up some, some big numbers, but, um, I, I take Franco and his, uh, on base ability, uh, over, over Javi. What about this shortstop who's hitting 259 with six home runs? Would you take this shortstop? Oh, you need to know, you need to know who it is. Uh, I would like a name. Yes. (laughs) Trevor story. Hmm. Story's also playing for a contract, but I, I think... very well for one. <laughs> what? He's not playing very well for one right now. Yeah, no, he, he's not. Um, yeah, I think I might take Wander, but Trevor Story... I mean, Story was hurt for a little bit. Um, but yeah, e- even with Story in, in Coors Field, I mean, he's probably... He's only going to be in Coors Field for another month at most. Um, so I'd, I'd take Wander. That's a great point. I hadn't thought about that. I was thinking you were crazy. <laughs> but if he does get traded, I mean, you hate to play for that in, in fantasy because things almost never work out how we think they're going to work out. <laughs> yeah. So, But uh, that is a great point. If if Story goes to, ooh, let's say... Oakland? Oakland? Yeah, sure. Oakland. Then all of a sudden, I think you're much closer, yeah. Yeah. Bo Bichette? Hmm. What are Bichette's numbers right now? I, don't even, I can't Two, even think of what's up. 279, 14 home runs, and 10 stolen bases. 47 RBIs. Ooh. I'm, I might stick with Bichette for this year. In the long run, you you take Franco over Bichette? Probably, yeah. Trey Turner or Franco? Dynasty. Hmm. Dynasty? Mm-hmm. I changed it up on you. Oh. And I mean, Turner does have a bunch of stolen bases. 27. Yeah, and and he's going to have a lot every single year. Um, but Franco is going to have way more power than Turner, right? I would assume so. Uh, Turner's been turning it on later on in his career. 11 home runs this year is no joke. Um 12 home runs last year in 59 games. Okay. So it's like 25, 30 home run power. Yeah, maybe. Um, You'd think it would go up as the stolen bases go down too. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. That that That's close. Um, certainly can't go wrong with either, but I don't know. What, what would you pick? I don't, I don't want to pick. You pick this one. <laughs> well, I'm going to give the cop-out answer in that if I'm uh, want to win f- this year, or next year, or the next like within the next three years, it's Turner for sure. But anything else, it's probably Franco. Yeah, that's the I think that's the politically correct answer. There but, like, you go. Vacuum gun to my head. I I think I, I would have to stick Turner until I see see it from Franco. Fair enough. But uh, yeah, three fifteen in Triple A. Seven home runs, five stolen bases for Franco as a 20-year-old. Yeah, not bad. Not too shabby. Not bad um, That's it. That's our news and notes. It's Wander Franco's coming up. Stop whatever you're doing tomorrow and watch it against the Red Sox. It's a wonderful time of year. Yeah. I, I had guys, you know, that are <laughs> casual baseball. I mean, they're more than casual. They'll, they'll follow their teams very much. But even they knew who uh, – Hey, they asked me today, some guy from the Rays is getting called up. That's pretty good. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. So when casual, casual guys are starting to know, 
that this guy's getting called up, it's pretty special. Yeah. Did Did you see the video of uh, him getting the news of his call up? No, I didn't. Like a, they were in like a Chipotle or something. Like they're they're just kind of like at a at a restaurant or something, just having a team meal, and Triple A manager just kind of uh, gave the news to the team. To the team. Yeah, and it's like you know, oh yeah, you know, one of our guys is is getting called up, and yeah. that guy's the number one prospect in all of baseball, and, uh, and, uh, and all this, Vid- and, and everyone Vidal goes over Bru- to hug Wander. And, yeah, that was when Vidal yeah. Brujan put his head down, huh? when he's the number one prospect in all of baseball. Ah, like, oh, so close, ah, so close. Everybody thought Brujan was going to beat him. Then Brujan uh, went super cold. Yeah, beautiful. All right, let's get. Switched over to that top 100 list. I do want to finish that. I think it's going to get really interesting here as we get towards the end. I think the top 10, 15 picks are not really debatable when it comes to dynasty circles. Like you may disagree on the order, but you know, the top, if I name top 15 guys and you name top 15 guys, they're the same guys. Now though, we're going to start getting guys and you know, guys aren't going to make this top 100 list that are going to be fascinating and we'll have to see who those are. We don't know. We got to do it. We got to draft. So uh, stay tuned. We'll be right back after this to get to that top 100 list. And welcome back. Alex Sanchez here. David Gasper. Uh, David turning me into a Brewers fan, unfortunately. <laughs> um, unfortunately? What are you talking about? Yeah, well... <laughs> the eye of the beholder but uh let's uh talk about this top 100 list if you're tuning in this week you missed last week's i suggest that you listen to both episodes obviously but that second episode or today's as the second episode will make a little bit more sense if you did listen to that first one but for the sake of everybody just in case you you're, you're not we basically did a draft of sorts with just us me and david and we picked prospects that we would have if we had free range so david picked wander franco number one i selected cj abrams number two david went to julio rodriguez on so on and so forth basically essentially any of the odd players you see here are david's any of the even players you see here are mine and you can check out the list i sent uh, a link in the description Last week, I will also do that this week as well. So wherever you're listening, you should see a link there. You can also follow me on Twitter. I posted it. I should, if I knew how to pin tweets, I probably would do that. Huh, Sharon? That seems it, it's it's pretty easy, man. You, oh, you is it? Okay, of, fantastic. Yeah, just got to go to the menu thing and it says pin to profile. Oh, well, maybe I can figure that out. So if I can, that's where you can find it. Otherwise, it'll be there somewhere. Uh, Twitter is hard for us old people, David. Get off. <laughs> You're not that old. It's actually the easiest out of all of those social media platforms. The other ones it are really is. way too complicated for me. Like liking and not liking things on Twitter and versus Instagram. And he's, ugh, don't even get me started. Anyway, <laughs> the point is we have an interesting top 25 list right now. I'm going to run through it really, really quickly. I already went through some of the names. It's Franco, Abrams, Julio Rodriguez, Bobby Witt Jr., Jared Kelnick, Marco Luciano, Spencer Tolkerson, Noelvi Marte, Adley Rutschman, Corbin Carroll, Riley Green, Videl Brujan, Grayson Rodriguez, Brennan Davis, Austin Martin, Luis Matos, J.J. Bladé, Michael Harris, Hedbert Perez, Jason Dominguez, Garrett Mitchell, Tyler Freeman, Jaron Duran, Robert Hassel III, and Tristan Cassis. That means it is my pick, and you would think that I had prepared for this a week in advance, but I have not. Oh. <laughs> um, okay, but the, but the but the first question before you make your pick, do you have a team name this week? Oh, uh, sure. It'll be called uh, the Scarlets. The that's Scarlets. I go with daughter. Team Super Awesome, <laughs> and you go with the Scarlets. I named it after my daughter. You can't get mad at that. Oh, okay, okay, right? fair enough. Yeah, so I like that. I'll have to tell her. She'll be very excited about that. Her favorite player is Ronald Acuna. She oh. keeps asking, "Can we go?" Every time we see any sort of baseball, she goes, Ronald there. Can we go see Ronald? He, she's on a first name basis with him. Oh, oh, nice. Okay, we gotta hurry it up. We got to make this happen. So we're going to go really quick. Let's go 
maybe um, a couple picks each, and then we can look back after we hit like some of the big marks. So um, with my next pick, I'm going with a short stop again, because you know I love my middle infielders. His name is Gunnar Henderson. He is tearing the cover off of the ball, just got recently promoted, and I love my middle infielders, so I'm taking him at 26. All right, all right, good pick at 27. Uh, I'm going to go with another infielder, Nick Gonzalez. Nice. Nick Gonzalez. I mean, I love my middle infielders. I'm going to head over to third base to give somebody to play next to Gunner, and that is Josh Young, third baseman for the Rangers. Okay. Um. I'm going to also stick in the infield a little bit here, and I'm going to go with Jordan Groshans. Yeah, good. I think I might have picked him next, to be honest. Very nice pick. Swiped him off your board. You did. You did. All right. So with that, I'm going to go a pitcher. We haven't gone. Oh, this big news. Yes. Now it's who do I pick next? There's a couple, but I think I'm going with Max uh, Mayer. Mayer or Meyer? I think it's Meyer. Meyer, right? Max Meyer. Max it's Meyer, okay. Miami Marlins. Really like his stuff. All Let's right. stop there. Let's stop there. Okay, so that was Gunnar Henderson, Nick Gonzalez, Josh Young, Jordan Groshans, and uh, Max um, Meyer. Meyer. So one pitcher, a couple of infielders, a lot of infielders, actually. Um, I think this is pretty standard again. So not much, anything to add as we uh, move on into the 30s? Yeah, I mean, uh, Gonzalez and Groshans are guys that probably also could have gone top 25. Um, Henderson and, and Young, I mean, those guys have been pretty big risers recently. So I think it's a, I think it's a pretty good group. Yeah, I think Henderson might be the only guy that's just a tad surprising, but um, I really liked him. And, uh, you know, he had like 40-something RBIs to lead all of minor league baseball. Um, so he is he's been a big, big riser the last um, couple of months here. Um, so 31, that means it's your pick. You're up. All right. I'm, I'm also going to go to the pitching staff, and I'm going to go Alec Manoa. Yep, yep, yep. Big guy. I've been a big fan of him for a while. Fair enough. He's been a little shakier uh, in the majors lately, but nothing concerning you, huh? Nope. 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 <laughs> um, well, we're going uh, guys in the major leagues, and I'm going to go with a guy I've liked for a long, long time. That's Trevor Larnick, mm. outfielder for the Twins. Good pick. He was uh, another guy in consideration for my next pick. Uh, instead, I'm going to go with a different outfielder, Zach Veen, mm. the Rockies. Love it. I always, I'm going to compare Veen and Hassel for as long as I'm doing this. I just think yeah. I mean they're, I mean, they're what picks eight and nine right after each other. Yep, yep. And the Padres made that choice, you know, which I think a lot of people at the at the draft would have picked Veen, and I think almost everybody would pick Hassel. Yeah, I mean, they're. Would you pick Hassel ahead of Veen right now? I, I would have picked Hassel ahead of Veen, yeah. If you hadn't taken him there at, at 24, yeah, I would okay. have taken him with I was one going, of the yeah, you picked before Veen. Where he might be for you. Um. Okay, I. You know, there's one guy that has moved up that we have not picked yet, and I've been waiting for you to pick him. Um, and that's Helio Ramos. I, I don't know. Uh. So Ramos is a guy I I don't know if I believe in yet, and I want you to take him. So you'll have to take him pretty soon, all right? Oh, you're not taking him? No, I don't think so. Um, it's just I already wrote his name down on your okay. On your side. He, he's one of the guys that like I'm not excited to take right here, but uh, value wise, I almost just have to. Outfielder Giants. All right, Hilly Ramos off the board. Ramos. All right. Uh, next up for me, I'm going to go with uh, a guy named after a Hall of Fame player. That is Jeter Downs. Mm-hmm. That's pretty high for Jeter. I like it. That's not too high, I guess. Um, I'm debating now between two outfielders that I think are very similar. 
in their fantasy profile. They're obviously different in their like real life profile. And you would think that I would take the Atlanta Brave, but I'm not going to. I'm going to pick Josh Lowe mm. for the Tampa Bay Rays. Love his fantasy profile. Okay. Very nice. All right. Um, let's see here. You know, this guy just came up to make his uh, Major League debut the other day. Uh, so I'm going to go with him going back to the mound and Matt Manning. Matt Manning. Interesting. I thought you were going to say somebody else there, but his debut wasn't too bad. wasn't didn't blow you away. I think the... No. But I, I, I just think with his overall stuff, I mean, he's he might be the best guy of that uh, pitching prospect group that the, that the Tigers have. Mm, okay. I mean, I thought that a few years ago. I don't know if I think that anymore. But who do you think is going to be the best of, of him, Mize, and Scooble? I think Scooble is. Okay. But I didn't think that a year ago. I thought Manning for sure. I was always Manning, Manning, Manning. But he just hasn't quite improved how I wanted to but I think I you know this is a great spot for him to be honest I'm going to go with that other outfielder I was talking about that's Drew Waters for the Atlanta Braves shocking I just <laughs> should have taken him there just so just so you couldn't have um okay it's actually falling him uh I, that's falling for me with him I had him in like the 20s for a, a little while at his highest point ah interesting interesting fall for him yeah. I'm, I'm curious where you're going to have Pache, if he's uh, still eligible. He will not make my top 100 list. Oh, okay. For fantasy. Well, right. You could pick him. No. <laughs> <laughs> that was before we saw him be awful, too, by the way. Yeah. I I, I have him currently in our in our Dynasty League team. Um, but Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm... Excited for him as a real-life player, but fantasy-wise, I just don't see him... Yeah, I, I've currently got him stashed. Yeah. Um, just kind of hoping he'll end up turning into something. Yeah. Um, okay. Where should I go next year? Um, I think I will go to the outfield again. Um, and I'm going to go with Cincinnati Reds, Austin Hendrick. Oh, Austin Hendrick. Very nice. And to wrap up the 40s, and we'll kind of look back on this really quick and see where we're at. I'm going to go with who I think is an absolute steal just because the only reason he's down this far is an injury, and that's Royce Lewis. Ah, very nice. <laughs> so I, to recap, I was thinking about him there. Yeah, yeah. That seems way, way too late, you know. But uh, the injury is an injury. It's, a, it's no minor injury. It's legit. Yeah. But uh, those uh, that 30 to 40 range is my, uh, Max Meyer, Alex Manoa, Alec Manoa. Trevor Larnick, Zach Veen, Helio Ramos, Jeter Downs, Josh Lowe, Matt Manning, Drew Waters, Austin Hendrick, and Royce Lewis. So there, I think, you know, I think I'm pretty high on Josh Lowe. I don't know if you had him on your radar. I did not. And uh, a guy that I didn't really have on my radar this early would be Austin Hendrick. So um, again, I kind of mentioned it a little bit. I'll let you you touch on Hendrick here, but for me, Josh Lowe is a guy that's going to be 25-25 potential and a decent hit tool. And the Rays actually don't have a lot of outfielders that are going to get in the way of him in the long term. And I think that he can he can do some really wonderful fantasy things for you, even if he's not the best real-life player on this list. That's why I'm so high on him going forward. But tell me about uh, Austin Hendrick and why I should be a little bit higher on him. Yeah, I mean, Hendrick, I mean... High school bat um, coming out of the draft last year, but I mean, just really strong hit tool and, and some good power. Um, so, I mean, he could end up being a, a really kind of big piece of that Reds outfield in the future. And if, if you're playing at, if you're playing in Cincinnati at great American ballpark, that's going to help your offensive numbers. So um, that, that could help give him some extra, some extra power ability um, and, and just boost his numbers a little bit more. True. Turn Jesse Winker into an MVP candidate. Yeah. Fantastic. All right. Uh, 41. We are getting to the halfway point. You are up. All right. Um, I'm going to go back into the outfield, and I'm going to go with Los Angeles Angels outfielder Brandon Marsh. Brandon Marsh. Interesting. Okay. Uh, we'll, we'll come back and talk about these. I don't know 
we'll have more surprising ones or not, but we'll kind of, I think that picking 10 and then going back is a good strategy. Yeah. I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going back to the mound. It's kind of funny. I'm going to the mound often here now, I think, but uh, Kansas City Royals arm Jackson Kowar. Love his changeup. I think it's a steal here at 42. All right. Nice pick. Um, I'm going to also go with an arm um, and I'm going to go, uh, Back up to Toronto in Nate Pearson. He still qualifies? I guess so. Does he? Well, for our list, we can make him qualify. For our, I mean, if he if he's got enough where he doesn't qualify anymore, I can I can go with someone else. Um, I guess he hasn't really pitched this year, huh? So I guess I'm. Let's see how many innings is he at. Yeah, sure. Only 20 innings, so yeah, definitely. Qualifies. Okay, sure. Qualifies. We'll take him, Matt, Nate Pearson. Um, I, I would never have picked him because I would have never even thought of him, to be honest. So, fair enough. Um, okay, at 44, let's get crazy. It's our list. Let's get crazy. I'm going with a guy I've seen in person, and a, he hit a grand slam for me. So, that impresses me. That is Tyler Soderstrom, catcher, oh. outfielder for the Oakland A's. Yeah, we'll see if he sticks a catcher to have that kind of positional value. Yeah, I don't care either. That's how high <laughs> I am on him. I think he's going to be a great stick no matter where he plays. All right. Um, let's see. I will go with the most powerful of power arms, Hunter Green. Oh, yes. Very good. A very high riser this year. Yeah, now that he's healthy, he's been able to perform, and he's chucking 104. Uh, so, got to be a top 50 guy. Yeah, and the injury, right? Done. Hopefully it lasts. You know, I kind of like, that's kind of my new philosophy is getting guys that have already had that Tommy John. And at least, you know, you know, if it worked, you, you almost get like, that that risk is lowered, I feel like. But it might be just mental. Like, not, yeah. <laughs> like I might be completely <laughs> off base there. But it feels like uh, I'd rather have them already have it than not have it and throw 100, you know? Right. Um, I'm going with a guy in a system that just seems to keep producing. That is Michael Bush, second baseman for the Los Angeles Dodgers. All right. Um, let's see. I am going to head out to the Pacific Northwest, and I'm going to take myself another pitcher in Emerson Hancock. I have a feeling we're going to get a lot of pictures here for you coming up now. Well, I mean, th this is kind of the spot because, I mean, we, we didn't take – Yeah, we, we didn't only go, took one yeah. pitcher in the top 25. And yeah. there's a lot of, you know, good pitchers, you know, in, in kind of this range in the top 100. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, this is a great spot to start ranking some of those pitchers too. Um, I kind of want to rank one right now. And I feel Do like it. the fact that we're at 48. And we haven't talked about him. That's Mackenzie Gore. I'm gonna. Yeah. I'm gonna. Keep I, him. I was waiting for you to take him. Yeah. I'm gonna keep I, him here. I wanted to see where you had him because I mean the the Padres are are your list. So that's kind of your system. So I yeah. wanted to see where you had him ranked. Yeah. Yeah. It, he's falling, but I can't have him go much further than top fifty. Right. Yep. Fair enough. All right. I'm going to. Uh, head back to the outfield now, um, and I'm going to go with Pete Crow Armstrong, PCA. All right, and then to uh, wrap up the top 50, our 50th player. Am I going to go pitcher again? I think I am. I'm going to go with an Orioles lefty, D.L. Hall. Please don't oh. go on the D.L. All right, so yeah, when you get a name like that, that's unfortunate. I know. At least it's not I L Hall. That would be worse, I think. Mm. Um, all right, so forty to fifty: Royce Lewis, Brandon Marsh, Jackson Coar, Nate Pearson, Tyler Soderstrom, Hunter Green, Michael Bush, Emerson Hancock, Mackenzie Gore, P C A D L Hall. So I'll pick one that um, you know, I'll pick one of your picks that I'm maybe uh, surprised on. Maybe you pick one of mine. So Brandon Marsh, to me, a defensive first outfielder at the moment and we haven't seen a lot of him this year so what are you uh what are you seeing in marsh that i'm maybe not seeing 
I mean, it, for for Marsh, I mean, just kind of seeing the, um, you know, perhaps an opportunity for him, hopefully coming up soon. Um, but I mean, he's someone that uh, should be kind of a big part of that uh, future outfield there in Los Angeles with Marsh, Joe Adele, and obviously Mike Trout under contract for the rest of his life. Um, so hopefully the Angels at some point can uh, turn things around with their team, and, and Marsh is, is probably going to be a big piece of that. Does anybody surprise you from my picks that I did? Um, Michael Bush is not a name that I was really kind of uh, expecting to see up this high. I like Bush because he's a bat first guy that is maybe staying at second base. And if you take a look at the, the second basemans in Dynasty right now, the bar is not very high. So if he can stay at second and become a bat first 30 home run Jeff Kent-esque type of guy, that's what I'm really interested in. So that's why I have him that high. Well, he's not off, not off to a great start um, this year. I w- I'm a little disappointed in that. What is he at? He's at uh, 231 with six home runs in double A. Um, he got off to a, a hot start, but kind of has cooled off yet. But um, yeah, so that's where I'm at there. All right, 51, that means you're up. All right. Um, at 51... Um, I'm going to go back to the mound, and I'm going to take Logan Gilbert. Very nice. Logan Gilbert, great great spot for that. Um, definitely a guy that I would be considering. Um, a guy that I have slightly ahead of him that I will take now, since I was just about ready to take Logan Gilbert, is Sixto Sanchez. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm a little concerned about his injury, but absolutely. That, that, otherwise, I would have taken him much higher than this. No, you said it exactly right. Absolutely. Yeah. Fifty-three. Okay. All right. Next up, I believe I'm going to go with Nolan Gorman. Nolan Gorman, excellent pick. I think that's a good range. I'm going with uh, one of my guys here at 54, Hunter Bishop. Now, uh, Hunter Bishop, he just uh, had a little bit of a setback, didn't he? Yes, and this is him falling for me as well. I mean, I had him much higher than this, so this, but he hasn't performed poorly. It's kind of like injury stuff, so I, I I try not to react too crazy for the injury stuff, especially in the minors, you know. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna take a guy here that I think might be swiping somebody from you, and I'm gonna go with Robert Pawson, shortstop of Oakland. Um, no, not not uh, swiping it from me. So uh, <laughs> I play MLB The Show, and they pronounce it Robert Poisson in oh. MLB The Show. I don't know if that's correct, but that's what I went off of when I when I talk about him now, Robert Poisson. Poisson. But I don't know if that's right or not. That might be MLB The Show being stupid. So I blame them. Okay. I got no idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I saw him in person, too, with Soderstrom. Um, wasn't as impressed as number 55 on a top 100 list, but he's, he's on the brink for me, I think. Okay. Um, let's see here. I'm going to probably go back to the mound here and pick a guy that's just, the ceiling's not huge, but the floor is just about as safe as it gets for a pitching prospect. That's Simeon Wood Richardson. Oh, okay. Interesting. All right. I'm going to take someone who has uh, actually a pretty high ceiling there on the mound and that is Kansas City Royals' Asa Lacey. Asa Lacey. Yeah, you've always liked him a lot. I know that since doing our podcast. I love lefties, man. Yeah. I love lefties. A guy that's passed him, I think for me, from that same draft, Cade Cavalli. I think Cade has really mm. bumped his stock, and I'm going to take him at 58. All right. Good pick. Um, okay. Uh Let's see here. Where to go? Where to go? That's getting a little dicey, isn't it? Yeah. All right. Uh, someone who I think uh, has been rising perhaps a little bit here uh, is uh, Pirates shortstop O'Neill Cruz. Yeah. He's off to a pretty good start this year as well. All right. Nice pick there. I think for number 60, I'm going to go with George Kirby. All right. Go, going with those, uh, got to get those, put, 
Seattle Mariners pitching prospects. Absolutely. All right. Um, for the sake of time, let's just get through the list. And then if we have some time here at the end, we can always uh, go back over some of the surprises. And then we'll just kind of recap as we go really quick. So that was 50 DL Hall, 51 Logan Gilbert, Sixto Sanchez, Nolan Gorman, Hunter Bishop, Robert Poisson, Simeon Rhodes Richardson, Asa Lacey, Cade Cavalli, O'Neill Cruz, and George Kirby, leaving pick number 61 to you, which is going to be Alec Thomas. It's a nice floor pick there. I like him as a uh, – he's definitely going to be a big leaguer. I'm going to go with the guy that's very uh, far away, um, but I love the way that he looks. That's Wilman Diaz, mm. the Dodgers. Good choice. He was uh, he was coming up next soon for yeah. me on my board. Um, next, I'm going to go with uh, going back to the mound. Mick Abel got a nice start the other night. I'm going to guy with uh, just got promoted to the big leagues and was just destroying it. A former top prospect, Jesus Sanchez. All right, good choice. Good choice. All right, I'm going to. Uh, next, take a trip behind the plate and go with a little bit of Austin Wells. Yeah, Austin Wells, another guy that even if he doesn't stick behind the plate, I like a lot. 66, I'm going with the guy I've liked for a long time. He just never really has put it together, but I still believe he looks like Robinson Cano from the left side. And that's George Valera, outfielder for the Cleveland Indians. All right. Um, I'm going to go with the guy that has been nicknamed Baby A-Rod, and that is Christian Hernandez. Excellent. I would have been picking him shortly as well. I don't like this pick here, but the upside is just too enticing to pass up here at number 68. And if we, you know, he's not on our list and he does hit his ceiling, we're going to look stupid. That's Christian Robinson. Yeah. He had the injury, I believe, this year, right? And legal troubles, visa troubles. Oh, uh, yeah. Sort of trouble he's had. <laughs> yeah, he's had a couple of issues there. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's kind of why I fell down the board a little bit for me as well. All right, yeah. next up. I don't love it, but. Yeah. All right, next up, I'm going to go with a bit more of a high floor pick uh, on the mound. Reed Detmers of the Angels. Yeah, I wouldn't even. I think he's kind of uh getting to a high ceiling yeah yeah he's and he's in double a already i believe yeah yeah he's just he's a fast mover he's not even like a low floor guy or a high floor guy i mean um all right we're hitting up at number 70 uh i'm gonna go with or elvis martinez good pick uh, pick. from the blue jays i like a lot and i'll stop you right there just so we can go over those picks really quickly at 61 alec thomas wilman diaz mick abel jesus sanchez austin well george valera christian hernandez christian uh christian robinson reed detmers and or elvis martinez 71 to you all right with the 71st pick in the top 100 future focus draft team super awesome selects (laughs) joey bart catcher giants Joey Bart, probably not seeing him anytime soon, but love the pick, love the talent. Going with uh, an arm that is a big riser for 2021, I feel like, for a lot of people, is Quinn Priester. Mm, Good pick, good pick. All right, now here at uh, 73, I'm going to select Francisco Alvarez of the Mets. Yeah, probably we're probably a little bit lower than everybody else on him. I've seen him a little bit higher on a lot of lists, so. And it's about time he comes off the board. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, a guy that I like from, uh, for some reason, I think people are forgetting. That's Daniel Espino. Oh yes, especially being in that uh, Indians pitching development program. Yes, yes, exactly. One of the big reasons why I'm mentioning him here. All right. Um, next up, I will go with Matthew Liberator of the Cardinals. All right. Fair, fair. 
to me, he's still uh, well. I guess. What do you think? High high floor? Is he kind of raising the ceiling for you? I, I think he's kind of raising it a little bit. Plus, I mean, the the Cardinals are always you know able to develop you know something. They always got some good pitcher coming up somewhere along the line, and uh, I think Libertor's that guy. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I'm going to. Uh, with a guy that is just killing it right now, and I feel like he's going to come up and destroy the Braves later on, and that is Brett ba- uh, Batty, third baseman for the Mets. All right. Good pick. I'm going to uh, go back to the Mets, and I'm going to take Ronnie Mauricio. Yeah, nice pick there. Just about the range I think I'm getting comfortable with him as well. So we're really, really working to well together here. Yeah. Um, I'm going with uh, a guy from the Rays because that just seems like it's a smart decision. That's Shane Boz. Yeah. He he was coming up soon for me as well. Yep. 79, up to you. All right. I'm going to take another guy from the Rays then. Shane McClanahan. Oh, I love Shane. Love Shane. Yeah. Rays pitchers named Shane. It, it just kind of seems to be working out well. There you go. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Going with another pitcher. This is pitcher land. Josiah Gray for the Dodgers. Nate has turned me on to him quite a bit. Shout out to Nate. <laughs> All right. Um, let's see. Uh, you know, I think we're getting uh, about the range for this. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take my guy. I'm gonna go Bryce Terang. He's been hitting the ball really well yeah, in Double A. I'm impressed with him. I'm impressed with him. Um, I'm going with a guy that might be up sooner than a lot of these guys that you may not even really think of, and that's Pedro Leon, shortstop for the Astros. Pedro Leon. All right. Uh, for me, um, I think I'm going to go with one of the uh, top international signings this past year, Carlos Colmenares. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very nice. I think that's you got to get all those major guys here in our top 100. It was going to come back to bite us, if not. Um, yeah. Going with a Yankee shortstop, Oswald Peraza. I think that he's really boosted his stock this year. Looks really, really good. 85. All right, 85. Um, I'm going to oh, – let's see – Kind of been running through my queue here. Got to kind of look up some more guys. <laughs> I know we're motoring um, here at the end for sure. I love it. We'll talk about them here. Uh, actually, why don't you take your time? I, I haven't updated uh, the 70s and the 80s, so take your time here. Uh, 70s was Elvis Martinez, Joey Bart, Quinn Priester, Francisco Alvarez, Daniel Espino, Matthew Libertori, Brett Batty. Ronnie Mauricio, Shane Boz, Shane McClanahan, Josiah Gray, Bryce Terang, Pedro Leon, Carlos Colmenares, and Oswald Peraza. And you are up 85. All right, 85. I'm going to take Nick Lodolo, lefty for Cincinnati. Yeah, another guy I think people tend to forget. Excellent pick there. All right, and uh, I should write him down into our list. People are going to want to follow along. Nick Lodolo. The fact that he plays in uh, Cincinnati, is that why you're maybe a little bit lower on him, perhaps? Yeah, yeah, a little little bit lower on him um, for that, but um, still still a really good pitcher, still a lefty, so still like him. Fair enough. I like a guy that if we were – if he didn't make the switch to the bullpen, he'd be much higher up, but that kind of has per- turned off some people. That's Chris Rodriguez for the Los Angeles Angels. All right. Uh, for me, I'm going to go back to the outfield, and I'm going to go with Isaiah Green. Really? All right. Fair enough. I know. I don't think I would have him in the top 100. You like him, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I like him. I like, I like his hitting ability. All right, here at 88, I'm going to start picking some of my guys because they, they get to be all so similar here. That's going to be Reese Hines for the Reds. Okay. All right. Um, I, I don't think we've taken Eric Pena yet. No, we? I was thinking about him as well. Good pick. I will end up, I will take Eric Pena here. And just in case he's listening, because I know he, uh, he adores me the way I adore him, we're going to go Hudson Head at 90. <laughs> 
Got to get him on the top 100. I, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Um, next up for me, um, I think, I don't know if this is that bold of a pick, but I'm going to go with Maximo Acosta. Oh, yeah. I mean, some people like him, some people don't. So that is a little bold. I'm going with a guy that has fallen a lot, and I'm just, I, I can't let him fall any longer. That's Nolan Jones. Mm. Third baseman for the, the Cleveland Indians. Yeah. It's a good pick. Uh, for me, I'm going to select um, Nick Bitsko, pitcher for Tampa Bay, because Tampa Bay's development, you know how uh, things yeah. can end up there with Bitsko. Interesting here at the end, we kind of trust the organization more than the guy at some of these. Right, right. Interesting. I'm going with a guy that I face on MLB The Show, and he's impossible to hit, so that must mean that he's amazing. That's Edward Cabrera for the Marlins. I do like him in real life, too. Just injury stuff, but stuff is uh, simply amazing. For sure. Okay. Five takes left. Five, Five picks, picks left. left. And we are done. We'll recap. Okay. Um, let's see. Oh, oh okay. Here, here's a pick I think. Um, I, I think you'll find interesting. Mm-hmm. Cole Wilcox, pitcher oh. now for Tampa Bay. Wow, he made your top 100, huh? Barely. 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 Yeah, that's true. All these guys are barely in the top 100. Um, let's go with a couple of high upside, close to the major guys. I think that's a good range for some of these. Um, how about Luis Gill for the Yankees pitcher? Okay. I think, I don't think we've taken him yet. Uh, is Cody Hosey still on the board? He is. Let's go Cody Hosey. Cody Hosey. 98, I'm going to go with uh, a bopper for the Cardinals, Jordan Walker. Oh, okay. Good pick. Good pick. And that leaves us with 99 and 100. Yep. So let's see. The final pick here for Team Super Awesome. Um, I'm going to end up going with Heston Kerstad. Yeah, all right. So with the final pick in this fantastic Wonderful, super awesome draft. I think I'm going to go. This is so much pressure for number 100 because we're going to leave a lot, a lot of good people off of this list. And I feel bad about it. All right. Final pick. Number 100. This is tough. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Heriberto Hernandez. No, Heriberto. Picking the organization, love the bat speed. Off to a little bit of a poor start, but uh, I still like him quite a bit. So there you go. We did it. We did it. We made it. That's called powering through, if I've ever heard of it. Um, <laughs> yeah. So again, follow along on the list. It's in the description. Um, it'll be hopefully pinned <laughs> to my Twitter account. Um, as we did this exercise, and we're going to kind of you know end it here. And I, th- I do think it is important to kind of go over some of the stuff. I mean, I learned a lot doing this because I haven't made my top 100 list um, from scratch like this in a long time, probably since last year. So what are uh, what are some things that you learned when doing this little exercise that maybe uh, you weren't expecting or comments or anything that's maybe reaffirmed for you? Yeah, I mean, you know, this is a really kind of, you know, fun exercise to just kind of like see where some of these guys are. And like, you know, there, there were some guys that you had that, you know, you brought up. And I'm just like, oh, I, I didn't even think of um, putting them up this high. And Same, same here. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, it's just kind of, you know, we all have our own kind of different perspective on, on a lot of these prospects and what they can end up being. Some are believers in the positives. Some are, you know, focusing a lot on the negatives of each of these guys. So. You know, it'll be it'll be interesting to see, but um, you know, prospects list it's it's difficult to get 100% right. We're all just kind of doing our best guess with it, and you know, just trying to trying to have some fun with it. Absolutely, I think there's a couple of patterns 
that I'm noticing as we finish up this list. That is how one injury can affect the pitcher and it mm-hmm. won't nearly affect the hitter as much. Of course, it affects both. But for instance, Corbin Carroll still in our top 10, technically at number yeah. 10. Royce Lewis still in the top 50. But little injury there to Mackenzie Gore and he's dropped, right? The blisters. Yeah. Matthew Allen completely out of the top 100. We don't even have Matthew Allen. Um, we have Sixto Sanchez, who is probably a top 20 prospect for a lot of people at some point, and gets the drop too. So it just shows you, again, how volatile, it's not even how bad they are, because all it takes is a Hunter Green, right? That's a, a perfect mm-hmm. example of showing that he's healthy and dominating, and then boom, they go right back up the list. So to me, guys like Simeon Rud- Rudz Richardson, and who's another good example? Like Reed Detmers. These guys are actually kind of going up just naturally because they don't throw a hundred miles per hour like some of those other guys, and they're just staying healthier, you know. And uh, I think they're just a little bit safer, and that kind of boosts up their ranking a little bit. I think another thing we noticed is how much of an organization comes into play with specifically Indians pitchers, Rays. Yeah prospects these players in general like how many rays do we have in this top 100 yeah i'll have to go back over and, and look at that but yeah we, we at least have 10 i would imagine right off the bat yeah um dodgers prospects as well they seem to be something i i look at um don't really have organizations and i think it's foolish to do this that we punish i mean for a while there it was orioles pitching prospects but we can't yeah. say that anymore as grayson is our number one pitching prospect and we have dl hall at 50 so i don't think that comes into play nearly as much as the you know the good in organizations i also think that legal troubles and stuff that are off the field can have a huge effect on people you can look at christian robinson for that and it does take a little bit of time for them to get bumped back up o'neill cruz is an example i mean 59 is pretty high but i feel like if he didn't have some of that off the field issue that he'd probably be even higher so i think that goes into some of our thinking subconsciously or not. And last thing I wanted to notice here, and again, it's not a huge pattern, but when potential ETAs change and when you can use these players, like Chris Rodriguez uh, moving to the bullpen, right? We know we're not going to get anything out of him this year. We know that he's got to get stretched out if they move him back to the rotation. So you saw a big drop from him. I was much higher on Chris Rodriguez earlier. Um, a couple months ago than I am now. And that's really no fault. He's, he's been fine, right? I mean, he's been yeah. for a rookie, you know? Um, I've also noticed for you, you really like recent draft picks. I think you have some recent draft picks ahead of guys that have been prospects a little bit older. I don't know if that's anything that uh, is worth yeah, I mean, but part, I've noticed that. Yeah, part of that is just kind of, you know, like looking at all the stuff in the draft last year and just kind of um, – you know, really kind of like following them, just kind of, you know, there's still a lot like to be high on with them because there's not as much of a minor league track record. It's just kind of, you know, coming in the big draft stock, what they did in college and what and what they did in high school. And, you know, there, there's just kind of the, you know, excitement before you get like much for actual numbers yeah. um, that they put up. And what's interesting is that that same thing could be said about international prospects, but we seem to be a little bit lower on the international prospects than some people are in the industry. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I think Wilman Diaz is much higher in some other respects. Same for Christian Hernandez. We have at 67. I think you'll see him higher in some regards as well, but for us, I guess just not seeing them as. Yeah. Perhaps. Well, I mean, they're also like, you know, like 16, 17 versus, you know, these guys getting drafted, you know, 21 years old out of college. Yeah, the college uh, guys. But we, we like the high school guys, too. They're oh, young. yeah. But even them are, you know, they're a little bit older, too. We talk yeah, about and that. there's a little bit more information on them as well. Yeah. Still waiting for a few of these. Yeah, we haven't even, you know, we're still trusting some of the, the scouting reports. Um, I think we had much less surprises here at the end i don't think like if anybody's looking at this list they would look at the end and be like man this is awful i think at the the top you know from the 10 to 40 range i think is where people might disagree with us most and i think at the top there they would be fine with their ranking maybe people don't have abrams at number two um or luciano at six maybe is but other than that i think like that order 
I think the order, the top 10, top 15 stays the same. Or I'm um, not, not the, not the order. I mean, but the, the players, but, but the general group. Yeah. Yes. I think that's pretty obvious, but I think we're, we have a couple of guys. I mean, Gunnar Henderson at 26, I think is pretty high. Um, Tyler Freeman, Garrett Mitchell are some names, but um, I like this list. What do you think? Yeah, I, I like it. I think it turned out, turned out pretty well. Yeah. Um, cool. Got a lot of good names. I mean, yeah, there are some that, you know, could be, you know, considered there that, that maybe didn't make it, but, you know, I don't think there's too many, you know, consensus top 100 type guys that we missed out on. Yeah, and if we did, let us know. We can talk about the just missed list. I think that's important too, but we're going to be running out of time here. I know this is probably already going over where I try to keep these episodes at, so I apologize for that. But I didn't want to spend three weeks doing this. Two weeks sounds about right. We have, again, the draft coming up. We probably have some news that we're going to be able to talk about since we haven't discussed some of that. So, uh, yeah, that's going to do it for us. Um, David, we'll see you next week. Get ready for the draft. It's coming up. And I think uh, maybe we'll do some preview stuff going forward with that. And, uh, of course, we'll talk about Wonder Franco's debut for about 30 minutes next week. All right. That's going to do it for us. David, have a great week. We'll see you next time. And thanks for listening. Thanks for all the support. This is the Futures Focus Podcast, courtesy of Prospects 1500. We'll see you next week. 